And welcome back to another episode of Giving the Points Podcast, powered by Fantrax.com, home of our college fantasy football league. And with me, as always, is Jason Osho Odell. So without further delay, my friend, give me three takeaways from last week's action. Good evening, America. Three things we learned last week. Number one, the mediocre downfall has started. Michigan State, Wake Forest, all the others that we said were mediocre all along are showing they are mediocre. Number two, start up the coaching change carousel. We've had 10 head coaching changes so far through the first uh, nine weeks of play. We got Florida, Texas Tech, and Washington dumping coordinators like it's a dumpster fire. It is crazy. We got Scott Frost taking pay cuts. It is chaos in coaching. Number three, the University of Georgia is the only team hitting the gas right now. You've got Alabama, Ohio State, Cincinnati. Those cats are walking into buildings and barely coming out, scraping out with a win. So Georgia is showing they are top of the class right now, regardless of what we say about their schedule. Yeah. So Georgia starting to uh, – they're eyeing that Alabama game coming up here soon, and that's going to make or break the – college landscape as we see it in january yeah all they've got left is uh tennessee at tennessee and then charleston southern nice practice game and then at georgia tech so nothing that uh peers out as a sp speed bump before they get to atlanta and alabama so more on the and i, I agree with you wholeheartedly on that uh the idea of the, the teams that were in contention are falling out you know, the Michigan State, uh, who else lost? Oklahoma State lost. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Wake we're going to lot of one lost. Teams. Who? Wake Forest. Wake Forest. That's the, I was trying to think of the other undefeated teams at Wake Forest. So, Cost we us a shall bunch see. of money. Wake Forest did. Thank you, Wake Forest. That in real life? Yeah, in real life I'm and life on our little, my little bet sheet here. Got it. So we will uh, delve into the college football landscape a little bit more later in the show. But first, we're going to go to our list. This was my idea. I, uh, being the huge movie fan, kind of talked Odell into doing this. It's, something, it's an idea that I have to admit I, I, I took from another source that I listened to. And I thought it was a really fun idea for a movie nerd like myself. So we're going to do, just briefly, we're going to kind of experiment with this a movie draft from the year 1994. So without going into detail of what was going on that year, because I don't want to give away movies, obviously, that we're going to be drafted. Tell me this. What, what was Odell doing in the year of 1994? 1994, Odell would have been 20 years old with a fake ID. So Odell was uh, buying illegal alcohol. He was going to bars that he should not be going into and drinking underage. Uh, Bennigan's. Uh, shades, perhaps. Shades. Calico I was a Jacks. Of shades. Calico Jacks, nickel beer night. Well, and I we were uh, chasing beer. the ladies, playing some ball. Quarter beer night. Uh, what was the bar across the street from, uh, from the mall there that used to have Monday night nickel beer? It was a seafood Boston restaurant, Mall. I think, by day, a nightclub, oh, a hooch bar by night. Yes. What the hell was that? Long tables. Oh, crap. Look that one up. I remember exactly what you're talking about. It was Monday nights, buddy. Nestled Monday back nights, there near there. Red Lobster. Uh, well, it was, uh, I think you're referring to 57th Heaven. 
no, 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 no. I, I know what that is, but uh... but on the other side, in front of Toys R Us, and the uh, and across oh. the street from the Orange Park Mall, up on the hill, there was a bar. Okay. And on every Monday night, nickel beer, and we knew several of the waiter or waitresses. We would walk in and order two hundred beers, and they would bring them to the table, and we would limp out about one thirty. Wow. So, and you say nickel, you don't mean quarter. You mean nickel. Nickel. Nickel so, beer in a eight ounce cup. I know at CJ's Calico Jacks, they did quarter red dog, which was god awful beer back yes. in the day. And, Budweiser product. Red yeah. Dog. <laughs> and they it wasn't even a real cup. It was like a almost a shot glass, a big shot glass cup. And that's how they pulled it off for a quarter each. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and I think if I'm not mistaken, that's when we possibly played on one of our adult league ymca teams if i'm not mistaken back around that yes era. over yeah, there at the yeah. uh what i referred to is the red roof end of gymnasiums the carpet barn. You had a carpet yeah. barn and you had the triple ribbed <laughs> might as well just put up a chain net yeah that place was horrible yeah yeah so um yeah just get a gauge of what odell was doing in 94 you know i was a high school senior so i was a couple years behind you um, I wasn't huge into movies, and I know we talked about this before the, the pod here. And, and so what was your movie experience like overall? Were you more so at the movies or rental or really neither? 1994, neither. I was still playing ball at a, a math pace. I had a couple of jobs. I was going to school or at least was attempting to go to school at that point and uh, was doing a lot of drinking, my friend, okay. a lot of drinking. So. Uh, that year, I I watched one movie in the theater. Okay, and we will certainly get to that about the details of that movie that was watched and uh, possibly who it was with. You know, I, I wasn't uh, huge into movies at that time of my life that I am now. I, I mean, it's not like I'm voting for Oscars or anything now, but you know, I, I pay attention to more of the details of movies, and I was more of a VHS movie rental, like a blockbuster movie world kind yep. of guy. Uh, then movies in the theaters being the uh, dorky high school basketball senior that I was. Um, I do remember seeing Forrest Gump in the theater. Um, and then later in freshman year in college, I learned how to copy my first VHS tape. I tried doing it in my college dorm record. Uh, I think I borrowed my roommate's VCR and that's when I first learned to do it. I, I think I recorded uh, Pulp Fiction and Billy Madison. I don't know why that sticks out, but okay. Yeah, man. So I thought we'd just get a gauge on where we were in our lives this year. Um, but 1994 sticks out to me as a great movie year. And and we'll see in the coming minutes here. Um, so what we've decided to do is we're going to take turns drafting. We're going to be drafting different categories. The categories we've chosen are Oscar nominee or winner, a drama, a comedy, an action or horror, a blockbuster, which qualifies of a movie that grossed over a hundred mil and then wild card or our favorites. Uh, and then maybe afterwards we can talk about maybe some other favorites of ours that were lesser known um, personal least favorites and maybe even haven't seen movies. So um, I will give you honors, my friend, and you don't have to go in any particular order as long as you fill up each category. So the, uh, the, uh, offers on your plate to choose what would you like to uh, choose as your first pick here i'm going with one of my favorite movies of all time okay the shawshank redemption damn it i was afraid that was going to be coming out now what category do you want to put that in i'm going to put that in drama or oscar or i'm going to put that uh, in drama 
Okay. So do you remember, obviously, did you, is this what you saw in the theaters or? No, this no, we will not just... be discussing any movie that I saw that I, on this list that I saw in the theater. That's how shitty it is. Wow. But I thought it'd be a good reference point. Now I will say that all the movies that I will name, I have seen and have seen multiple times and do yeah. like them. So. Yeah. And I, Shawshank, I remember not seeing the theater, but just catching on to it. I'm like, what did I miss? I mean, it's freaking amazing. And I know you, you will yep. say the same and speak the same sentiments, but it's just a great story. And if I'm not mistaken, I think it's based off a Stephen King novel. Yes, you know it is. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Is. So, uh, yeah, good choice. So we'll, you put that in drama, you said? Yep. Okay. Good choice. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and go for, so we're going to do snake style. So it'll go you, then I'll get two, then you'll get two, then, and so on. Um, I'm going. I'm going blockbuster. Nope, I'm going Oscar nominee, and I'm going with Pulp Fiction. Uh, it's one of the few movies that this particular year that I did see in the theater. I think I even saw it later in the year when it was at the Bay Meadows Dollar Movies. I think I went there with a couple of uh, colleagues of ours that we know um, from yesteryear. Okay. So Pulp Fiction and I. I heard stories of the gimp scene and I, I, I was kind of hesitating to be honest, to go see it because of that. I, I don't know why, but the gimp scene was uh, pretty eye opening and uh, still one of my probably top five movies of all time that I enjoy seeing. So Pulp Fiction, I'm going to do as my Oscar nominee. Very uh, good. Winner. Very good. One of my favorites too. top 10. Absolutely. I mean, I don't see how I can. And I think that was even his uh, his being Quentin Tarantino's second feature film, if I'm not mistaken, after uh, Reservoir Dogs. Um, let me jump to my next choice. I am going with... I'm going to have to snipe. Yeah, let's go with um, comedy. No, I'm going to go action action horror. I'm going to go with a little movie called The Fugitive. Uh, this good. is also a movie take mine. <clears throat> that I, uh, I remember seeing uh, on VHS. I think somebody ripped a copy for me and uh, ended up watching it. But great story. I think it was the spinoff with uh, U.S. Marshals with the character Tommy Lee Jones played, which I didn't actually see a few years later with him and Snipes. Um, but yeah, Fugitive was a great movie. So that is on my action horror. So what is up for you? Oh, this is easy. You left all mine on the board. So for, for Oscar, I'm going to go Forrest Gump. Got to do it. Really great movie. I, I've watched it multiple times, probably too many times. There's so many good parts and it's, it's got everything in it. It's got some political, it's got some sports. It's got, it's just got a whole bunch of stuff. So I really like that one. So for action, mm -hmm. We're going to go off the rails here and we're going to go interview with a vampire. Wow. That is also one of my top 20 movies that I, that I like. I've watched it multiple times. Really good. Um, yeah. Just a great story. Weird story. You got to follow it. You got to pay attention to what tells going on, but I, mm -hmm. that's one of the ones that I really like as well. Would you think anything different on me if I said that I've never seen that? There's a bunch of I wouldn't think anything different, but I would tell you it's one to to watch. 
Okay. I'm just it's definitely one to watch. Into that genre of the vampire style, like Twilight. And I don't know if it falls anywhere near that type of vampire. No, movie. I, I don't think so. It's really, really dark. It's a it's a it's a dark movie. And even the way that it's shot is dark. You know, the director, I don't know if you've ever, ever seen any Neil Jordan stuff, but most of his stuff mm-hmm. is it's kind of a darker picture stuff. I mean, it's shot in the dark. You're having to pay attention because they're vampires. Yeah. So it's, it's, I mean, you think about the cast of Brad Pitt, Tom Cruise, Antonio Banderas, Kristen Dunst. Um, it's just a really good story. It, it's, you know, it's worth two hours of your time. I'm going to have to check that out. It's, it's definitely on my uh, list of movies that I shockingly haven't seen from this year. Um, so you had Interview of the Vampire under Action Horror. And what did you say before that? I, I know I've had it on here. Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump, obviously. I mean, that's, yeah, I think one of the greatest historical movies, just all those scenes. And it's, I actually um, listened to a pod recently. Bill Simmons had For, Forrest Gump. He had Tom Hanks on. And I didn't realize this, but he, Tom, and that's a really good listen, man. If you have time to go back, just, I think it was last week. Tom was saying that he, him and his brother looked pretty similar. And in some of the scenes, because when he was doing his run across the country, there were certain landmarks, you know, from all different sides of the country they were going to. And they, obviously he didn't run those, but they traveled to those parts and to film. So he had his brother do, I don't want to say stunt double, but double for him in some of the parts that uh, he, so if you look closely at those running scenes, not all those are him. He, he uh, admitted that on the show. So that's something I never heard, but that's pretty cool. Okay. So I have blockbuster. I'm going with a movie that may not be the best movie. It's an entertaining, no doubt, but uh, I'm going speed. It made 121 million, if I'm not mistaken in the box office. I think this is another VHS movie that I watched. I didn't see it in the theater. Just a great idea of, uh, I'm not the biggest Keanu Reeves fan, like some Sandra Bullock though. Um, Great movie. I just, one of those kind of edge of your seat movies you keep for the whole damn thing. I mean, Dennis, what's Dennis Hopper? Dennis Hopper. Hopper, Great bad guy. Great damn bad guy. So um, yeah, I'll take speed as my blockbuster. And then, lots of a few comedies here let me see wild cards got plenty i think for drama i'm gonna go ahead and go with a little documentary called hoop dreams i hope we can classify this as drama because i'm I'm damn sure doing it i'm sure i I will because i've got my my comedy one to me was comedy and i saw well i'll let you fit i'll digress but i saw a couple of places where it said movie I'm going to pick is comedy. So it's, uh, I'll, I'll let you have it. Thank you, sir. So yeah, Hoop Dreams is another movie that I didn't see in the theaters. I don't think it played on a lot of screens from what I read. Um, you know, it's just a amazing, one of those time-lapse and did, you've seen it obviously, right? Yes. Okay. So it's just a movie that is just we clicked, we understood that kind of life because we played basketball in high school and we always were attaining to get a college scholarship. And that's just what it is. And it's just cool how they followed two individuals in similar parts of the country in the Midwest and Chicago, but they were in different, you know, one was a private school player 
and one was a public school and he had some they had some family drama and some injury issues but it's a really good four or five year time lapse movie that um, that we don't see that often I, I love seeing those i forget there's a name for it but um over time um yeah, yeah and that so, movie really pissed me off when i watched it i watched it not too long after really 1994 i watched it when it come out on vhs we me and schnitz uh rented that and, and watched that and that movie really pissed me off how so because it it was just another reminder that those kids had talent and they had a they had a five cent head they they had they had all the talent in the world and they they yeah. couldn't figure out how to make it work for them and guys like me and you would bust our ass and make the right decisions and we didn't have that level of talent we couldn't even grow that level of talent yeah. we were good ball players so it really pissed me off sorry all right so i have tackled my drama and blockbuster you have go ahead yeah you, it's your your choice of what you'd like to do here you know i'm gonna jump out here and go comedy and this is where you could you can call you can you can you can veto it but i'm going natural born killers is my comedy i'll, I'll agree with that it's it's a um, it's funny yeah it's scary it's, it's satirical scary comedy. and there's yeah it's it, there's a lot of sideways discussions in there a lot of quips so i while it was i would consider maybe a horror movie as well i thought mm -hmm. it was kind of damn funny yeah i mean that's a that's a good pull i mean honestly i never even thought of classifying that i would think it more so horror but you're right it's a satirical comedy there's lots of good cameos by actors um you know robert what the hell's iron man i can't think of his name robert downey jr Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, he played uh, played a really weird role. Yes, so that's a good pull. What uh, what else you got? You gonna go with? You got? Uh, let's see. I'm going straight to wild the wild card. Straight okay. to wild card. We're going blue chips. How can you not Man. have Neon Badeau in your list of 1994 movies? Man, uh, I that was one of the movies that I saw on on VHS as well. In fact, I will say I I probably saw that in the theater because it had Shaq and and Penny in it. So uh, there's two movies I saw in 1994, but um, not any of the good ones, but I really mm -hmm. like Blue Chips. It's kind of a cheesy movie, um, but I'll take it. Oh, absolutely, man. You had a bunch of Indiana players and obviously Bobby Knight is the opposite coach of uh, Nick Nolte and the, I don't know what type of a title, if it was a conference title, national championship. I don't know what game that ended up being, but uh, you had Matt Nover who, was probably the most popular in the movie, but you had on the Bobby Knight's team, you had Greg Graham, Calvert Chaney. So a bunch of the, you know, early to mid nineties, Indiana players, and of course, Hurley from Duke. And yeah, I think Rex Walters was on there too, from Kansas. There was just a ton, him. ton of people, ton, ton of great. Yeah. Um, so that's your wild card. What do you have left here? I'm, I'm, am I missing something? All I got here? left is a blockbuster. That's all I got left. Okay. Go for it. So blockbuster, I, I, we said movies over fifty million, right? A hundred, over a hundred million. So let's you know see what? Here. There's not a whole lot of those. There's not. I mean, not, not that not. we haven't picked. That's the strategy yeah. of this thing. So Pulp Fiction's off. Um, obviously, Gump's off. So Vampire. I gotta go with Lion King. There you go, dude. I mean, Lion King was a great movie. I mean, it, it's Disney. I mean, I, I've never seen maybe minus one or two a, a movie that disney puts out that i don't like so i'll yeah. go with lion king 
Okay. Good call. I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of that particular movie. In fact, I don't think I saw it for the first time until about a few years ago when Hunter was younger. I'm not mistaken. I saw it recently. So I had never watched, I don't believe, you know, that and Aladdin, all the movies and the, you know, Disney movies in the mid to early or early to mid nineties. I was not a big fan of, I just was, I guess, uh, pigheaded and didn't really care about that type of movie. So, um, yeah, it's good. Well, what's interesting? What what is interesting about this whole list that we're doing is that somehow I left Major League Two off there. I don't know <laughs> that didn't make the make the cut. I mean, you think you, about all the good movies, you know, the Above the Rim. You know, I mean, you hey, you but, you get a chance. We're gonna we're gonna follow that up with some other ones at the end here. But um, my comedy, I'm gonna clean up this real quick, and then we're gonna go over ones we do maybe uh, don't like um comedy i'm going i'm surprised you didn't take it i thought you would have taken it dumb and dumber i mean that's hands down probably top three to five comedy for me of all time it's so simple it's the fairly brothers at their best probably their best work i think i like it jim carrey and i i tell you what man jeff daniels is pretty for not being a really known as a comedic actor he held his own with jim carrey on screen i mean he was pretty damn good so uh, those two and some uh, Farley or Fairly Brother cameos that they have in all their movies, the same guys. Uh, you can't go wrong with this. So um, Dumb and Dumber is my comedy. And to clean things up, since you took my wild card for blue chips, there's a lot here on the table. I'm going to go above the rim, like you mentioned earlier. I remember this being one of those movies that after it was off of uh, VHS and out of the theaters, if you recall, if you watch TNT NBA, like on a Friday night, this would be the movie on after every time, just about a good high percentage of times. You could guarantee on seeing Tupac and uh, Dwayne Martin, you know, just, yep. it's, a, it's, a, it's not a, it's not going to win any awards, but it was just, it, I guess it hit home with us because of the street ball, the college aspiration aspect of it. Um, yeah. So above the rim is my wild card. So before we go over the rest of the movies we didn't mention, let's just recap real quick. So Odell, for, and correct me if I'm wrong, for Oscar nominee winner, you have Forrest Gump. For drama, Shawshank Redemption. For comedy, Natural Born Killers. Action slash horror, Interview with a Vampire. Blockbuster, Lion King, and Wild Card Blue Chips. Yep. I, on the other hand, went with Oscar nom, Pulp Fiction, Drama, Hoop Dreams, Comedy, Dumb and Dumber. Action Horror, The Fugitive, Blockbuster, Speed, and Wild Card, Above the Rim. So with that being said, what are a couple more personal favorites from that year that you had maybe written down? Clerks. Yes. I liked Clerks. That was a funny movie. Um, White Earp was a good drama movie. I don't think I've ever and seen that. White Earp is good. And okay. there is a movie that's it's on like the bottom of that list for the year. It's a movie called Threesome. Really good movie. Yeah. It's okay. no, I saw it on VHS a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a really good movie. I, I haven't seen it since 1995, probably. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a rom-com type movie. It's, it's pretty decent, though. Those are the only ones that jumped out to me that we didn't. Major League Two. Okay. I mean, we talked about that briefly. But uh, about, I think we hit all the good ones. What about movie? Is there anything in this year that you personally didn't really like that much? What's eating Gilbert Grape for sure? Um, yeah, that's a acquired taste. 
for sure. That was a dumb movie. You know, we didn't even talk about Jurassic Park. Right. Um, There's tons of things we didn't that, talk about. House Party 3 sucked. <laughs> I mean, you really, you know what? I'm on the other side of that. I kind of like it. It's so great. dumme. It's funny to me. Bernie Mac. One and two were great. The kid didn't play kickstep. But, you know, I think, thinking that's another one me and Schnitz saw in the theaters back in 1989 or whenever it was. We saw a kid in play, but. Yeah. That, so that didn't um, make the top of our list. How about you? A couple of other ones that I remember, just stupid comedies. Obviously, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. I think this is the year that he had Ace and Dumb and Dumber and something else. I forget what it was. I think, God, what the hell was it? I'm going to have to look it up later. The Mask, that's it, because that's yeah. on my surprisingly, personally, least favorite movie. I wasn't a big Mask fan. I, I wasn't just, a big Jim Carrey fan. Wasn't or isn't? No, I'm not. I'm not. Wow. No. Okay. He was good okay. in uh, He was good in A Living Color, but his movies, oh, I never, yeah. never really liked them. Fire Marshal Bill? God, oh, yeah. Dog. Oh. You call it a hole in the wall, and I call it a fire exit. <laughs> fire exit. Uh, <laughs> Let me uh, show you something. Yeah, you have a headache for about an hour after you try doing that for your in front of your friends, make them laugh. Yeah. Um, Little Giants, pretty pretty big fan of that. You know, like you said, Clerks, Grumpy Old Men. I'm a huge fan of those two guys. It's it's not like R-rated comedy. It's just stupid old men fighting each other. Um, yeah. A movie that my son loves. That <laughs> God help him because he's my son. Clifford. It's a movie. Oh, I don't know if. You, you know what it is? The big red dog, yeah. No, no. No. It's a movie where Martin Short plays a character that's like, I think he's like 10 years old. And it's with Charles Grodin. And just, it's so corny, it's funny. You might have to go back and watch it. It's I think it's on HBO Max if you got that. Um, Mrs. Doubtfire. Shit, that was a good solid good movie. movie. Yeah. Robin Williams. Airheads. Adam Sandler movie. Um, yeah. A couple of other ones, and then we'll wrap things up, that I didn't, that I didn't see. I still haven't seen it this day. Schindler's List, Quiz Show, Interview, we mentioned, The Crow, Ed Wood, and Crooklyn. So those are a couple of movies that I know. Crooklyn's noticed. pretty good. Is it? Yeah, Crooklyn's okay. pretty good. That's Spike Lee, isn't it? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Surprisingly, I've seen a lot of Spike Lee movies. I don't know why, but I have. Yeah, he, he comes up by like a bit of a turd most of the time, but um, I do like, you know, yeah. Do the Right Thing is one of my favorite movies. It, it, it's so, it's yeah, so racist too. and interesting. It's just very interesting uh, hour and a half to watch. So, um, yeah, I appreciate you doing that for me and going over that. So let's go. You, you mentioned earlier before we uh, take a first break here about a movie you saw recently. You want to give us a recommendation? Yes, yes, okay. yes. Very Spike Lee-ish. I jumped on Netflix and watched a movie called The Harder They Fall. Okay. It is a black Western set in the 1800s. Okay. It is really, really good. I mean, really good. I usually don't hype up a lot of Netflix movies, mm -hmm. but it's got a great cast in it. Even people that I don't like in real life. Mm -hmm were really good in the movie. Um, I don't know if you know who Idris Elba is. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, he's great, man. He is one of the main characters. Um, yeah. From The Wire. Yes, he's from Definitely. The Wire. Yeah. He's, he's really good. Really good in the movie. Uh, it is worth two hours of your time. Okay. Like I said, it's, it's set in the 1800s, and it's about, um, about, the, about the West. 
in how these folks and these group of people interact with each other. And there's a plot twist at the end, hmm. but it's, it's certainly worth, uh, it's certainly worth your time. Yeah. Really I, get, movie. I get emails of, uh, I guess, based on the algorithm of what I watch and they, uh, they say, you know, Netflix sends them to me. You, we have a new movie you might like, and that was it a few days ago. So, and I, I took a peek at it on IMDb and I'm definitely going to take a look at that one, two hours and 19 minutes. I'm going to definitely have to check it out. I got yeah. Six, it's, it's worth it. Six. Cool. But yeah, I'll, I'll give you a, a current event where while we're talking pop culture, current events, you know, I always say that the people, famous people listen to our show. Yes. And, you know, last week on the show, I talked about Zion Williamson and how he was turned into Oliver Miller. Mm. There's another Oliver Miller reference for our show. But did you hear what Chuck Charles Barkley said to Shaq this week? I did not. You have to look it up after the show. It was one of the funniest things that Chuck has ever said. Okay. They, they are sitting in studio on TNT. Um, love that show. I, I don't care about watching oh, basketball, yeah. but I will watch that show. It's a sitcom. Yeah. And they show uh, Zion Williamson weighing 330 pounds, and he's doing his little shuffle, and it's pregame. He's kind of warming up, and Chuck yells out, Shaq, it looks like me and you had a baby. And Shaq gets to laughing, which makes it even funnier. Yeah. And then Shaq stands up, and he's walking around the studio. He says, what did you just say? He says, it looks like Zion looks like me and you had a baby. <laughs> And I I died when I saw that. It I'm gonna was, have to it, go back and that's Jack loses his shit. It was really really funny. You know, I, Charles Barkley is one of my favorite athletes. I just not from a so much from an athletic standpoint, from a personality standpoint. He's yeah. one of those guys you could hang out with and drink a beer with and gamble with, and he'd be cool. So it, I really like uh, Shaq and I mean uh, Charles and what he what he said about Zion. Yeah, he's a naturally funny dude. It sounds like, and he's on a. I don't know if you listened to a podcast with Ernie Johnson called the steam room. So I recommend that it's a good listen. It's on every Thursday. I just listened to this one ahead. Peyton Manning was the guest. So the steam room shout out to them. Definitely recommend that podcast. So good stuff. Yeah. Let's hit a break real quick and we will be back to talk about some football. This and all of our podcasts are sponsored by malicious intent apparel and sports memorabilia. Check them out at www.mal-int.com to purchase your next humorous sports t-shirt or that signed rookie card you already have pictured in your man cave. Earn 15% off your next purchase when you use the promo code 15ONMI, that's 15 on MI, and be sure to follow us at Giving the Points Podcast on Twitter for our weekly college football picks and random college football info and thoughts. All right, so we are back. Let's go over the College Fantasy League, which we are now officially both out of. It's down to the championship game. The two contenders have decided to split or chop the winnings, so they're taking home 225 apiece. Obviously, Odell's a little salty after the, uh, the way he didn't get in the playoffs, but if it makes you feel any better, I got spanked by about 120-plus points in the first round, so I didn't – along in that uh that playoff conversation whatsoever um i went to master teague it's all master teague's fault man he is a seventh year senior out of the university of ohio state and he could not contain the starting position at running back 
for good reason. Fuck. I mean, Henderson is that, I think that's his name, Trayvon Henderson. Yeah, is a man. I mean, I think he's a freshman too, freshman or sophomore. So, yep. Yeah, he's about seven years old. So we were um, <laughs> talking about, and what we did is last year's the same thing. We compare the drafted college fantasy team for each of us to our final rosters, and we had something in common, which is a recurring theme that you know, out of the eighteen draft or rounds we draft. I personally only have two left, my Tanner Mordecai from SMU quarterback and Jeff Sims, the quarterback for Georgia Tech, which I actually cut and got him back during the season. So everybody else I cut or had injuries. And how did you end up? I think you said one or two. I had three total. I, I drafted Desmond Ritter early. Yeah. I, I drafted uh, Dorian Thompson, Robinson, Michelle, Michael Keenan, Allen, Tom and Wayans. Um, out of UCLA, and I had Zach Charbonnet, the Michigan transfer mm. to UCLA. So, like you, I picked up uh, Tyler Algier and cut him and picked him back up and cut him again. We had another conversation. I brought him back. It was just a little too too little too late. You and your damn so conversations. I, I, hey, they worked. You called him in the they office. Worked. Tell him to shut the door. Yeah, set him down, seat. shut the door. I heard. A, speaking of that, I heard a, a funny story. Um, Greg McElroy, you know the old the old yeah. quarterback of Alabama, told a story this week on something I was watching, and he said that uh, he trotted out there with Alabama and he threw threw this pass to somebody, Calvin Ridley, and he was guarded by like four people, and. It was in the third down, so he went over to the bench, and you know, kind of, Saban is kind of coaching him. He said, you know, the tight end's wide open on this play. It's on the flat. Just throw it over there. P poor decision. We'll go out and fix it again. So the next time he went out there, it was third and seven or third and eight again. They run the same play from the opposite side of the field. Mm -hmm. uh, three people were guarding Ridley this time. So he looks at the tight end, throws it to Ridley. Incomplete. So – after the game, Saban went up to him and said, you know, are you okay? Is everything all right? He's like, yeah. And Saban said, you need to go have him concussion protocol tested tomorrow. I think he's got a concussion. And so McElroy went up to him the next day. And it's like, what, you know, what's going on? He's like, there is no way that you could make that decision two times in a row that badly without having a concussion Now go get tested. <laughs> Wow. So it was just a funny story about having, you know, coaches uh, talking to their, to their players, but players I had some serious conversations. Yeah. And speaking of McElroy, he has turned out to be, I mean, he was a great college quarterback, but I won't say great. He was a better than average college quarterback serviceable. on a great team serviceable, but he's a good commentator. I like his analysis. He's well-spoken and uh, I, he's not snarky. Doesn't have an attitude. Doesn't have that Alabama uh, better than everyone attitude. So yeah, I, I, I like to listen to his game. I don't, I normally mute and listen to podcasts when I'm watching a football game, but I listen to his commentary for the most part. So um, let's go over to Heisman talk. So, you know, as a reminder, we normally like to you know, give a probable winner, a dark horse. Uh, so who, who did you have last week and who do you have this week for your winner and dark horse? Last week. We went Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud. This week, we're going Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud with the dark horse on Kenny Pickett. Pickett played good last week. He's already oh, yeah. up 17-0 tonight, which I've gotten about 13 different parlays at minus one and minus seven. So Pickett is 
He's well on his way, but he's going to have to will his team to run the table. He's just going to have to. That's the only yeah. way I think he gets in. Um, they, like I said, they got UNC tonight. They got Virginia. They got Syracuse. If they can somehow weasel their way into a portion of the ACC championship, they he's got a good shot. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like him too. And he's kind of trickled up the Heisman odd board um, this season. He, he wasn't in there for a few weeks. Um, I'm sorry, you, did you mention Dark, Dark Horse's picket? Okay, so you did yeah. mention both of them. I, I'm, I'm changing my probable winner. I, I mean, I'm going C.J. Stroud slash Kenneth Walker the third. This guy, Kenneth Walker the third. I know he was good last year at Wake Forest. He shared time with another guy I think that's still there. Uh, I forget his name. But when he got in the portal and got to Michigan State, he has just found a home because he is just running over folks. I mean, he has produced a lot of rushing yards, touchdowns. If you're going for stats, he's got to be in contention and talks and, and invited to New York top three or four. Yeah. Um, so Kenneth Walker, CJ Stroud, I really just – I'm sticking to my guns about Bryce Young. I just don't think – I mean, yeah, he's had a good year on a good team, but I just think he's a product of a good team. He's a – He's the most popular position on the one of the better teams in the country. So I think that's why he's in, you know, got contention. I think uh, – what's his name? Corral is probably out. I don't think his he's team's done, done enough. Yeah. Um, and then my dark horse, I, somehow I, I like Kenny Pickett. I think I put a couple of bucks on him a few weeks ago. Well, you know, I don't know if, if America knows this, but I've been talking about, you know, get, about Kenny Pickett since September 22nd on this show. So I've had we a do. good – uh, I have been hyping him up, and minus his one loss, he's looked really good. And he's had some soft games, but at the end of the day, he's he's put himself in a good position. Did you happen to put any bets in for Heisman to win the Heisman when he, when you started uh, spouting off? No, about him or no? no, I didn't. No, I I hate future like that. No future. I tell you why. Okay. No, I, I, there's a reason for it because when I go and look at my pending bets for the week. Mm-hmm. It always shows it and what I can win. And, you know, you've got, got those it. big odds up there and it sways and it's, it's, it's so annoying to me. So a couple of years ago, I just stopped doing it. Got it. You know, I so just, it's the way that they structure the open bets, I guess. Is yep. Your website. Yeah. Um, yeah. I got them at 40 to one. I'm looking at my, my picks here. So I threw five on them. We'll see what we can do. I got Kenneth Walker. I forget. I get 25 to win 350. So we'll see. But um yeah, I like, I like Pickett as the dark horse. And I, somehow, if Caleb Williams can win it out, if I don't know. I forget when the voting is. It's before the national championship or if they get into the yep. college football playoffs. It's the they, week after the championship games, I believe. After it? After, okay. yeah. It after December. the championship games are played. It's like oh, the, December. You mean the conference championship. The conference championship, okay. yeah, to see who goes. It's, it's yeah. in that lull because there's no games on that week. I think maybe Army-Navy or something like that. There's yeah. only one game on the slate. The week that weekend they do it. Yeah, because I'm looking at the odds and Caleb Williams is up to six to one. So Kenneth Walker is roughly three to one. Bryce Young two to one. Um, everybody uh, Pickett's twenty five to one. So everybody else is pulling up the uh, the back end there. So okay, well we will uh, talk more about that next week after this week's action. Uh, we'll jump to our college football playoff rankings so obviously they had the rankings come out on i think it was tuesday night uh they had georgia one bama two oregon three 
Ohio State four, and then undefeated Cincinnati at five, and then Michigan over Michigan State, which I don't understand the reasoning on that. Maybe you can tell me because Michigan State obviously just beat Michigan by three or four. So yeah. why do you think the committee had them, Michigan State? I have no clue. I don't get it. You know, I didn't have Michigan or Michigan State in my top six. Oh, I just right. didn't. I, you know, I think I sent out a text on Tuesday night. Yep. I had Georgia, Alabama, Oregon, and Ohio State. My two first two out are Cincinnati and Notre Dame. And there's a reason for that. You know, we talked last week about how I'm looking at coming down the pipe. You know, what, what, what's Lies going to happen down the road? Yeah. And I really do believe that Alabama beats Georgia, give them a loss. I think. Oregon runs the table. I think Ohio State runs the table. They've mm. got nothing left. And Cincinnati and Notre Dame or stuff, I, I think Oklahoma will falter somewhere. Right. Um, they've got Iowa State. I'm sorry, they've got Baylor, Iowa mm. State, and Oklahoma State. they got three, three tough – Yeah. ranked. Top 25. And they, they've only played so far Texas this year, and Texas had them down in the chokehold. Again, we've talked about Texas at nauseum, but Texas had them down 21 points or 17 points and let them yeah. come back. Yeah. So I, if, if Oklahoma gets down to Baylor or to Oklahoma State, they're done. They're not pulling that shit out this time. So I, I really think they're going to have a loss. Um, and that leaves Notre Dame, who's got an easy schedule to walk right in there if somehow mm -hmm. Cincinnati can falter, if somehow – uh, now, what, what's really going to throw a wrench in it is if Georgia beats Alabama. That kicks Alabama out. So, so a lot of one-loss teams. Looking at Notre Dame and Oklahoma State before it's all over with. So we just don't know. Yeah, looking at the one-loss teams, you got Notre Dame, Oklahoma State, Michigan, Michigan State, Oregon, Ohio State. Wake I mean, Forest. Wake Forest could be an ACC champion. Yep. Um, Wow. Yeah. That's going to be interesting if they, if Alabama gets knocked out, because right now they're, they're taking up one of those spots with one loss, obviously. So, so remind me one more time, you had top four for this week, Georgia, Alabama, Oregon, Ohio state. Okay. So last week I had Georgia, Michigan state, Oklahoma, Cincinnati. This week we're changing our tune a bit. We're going Georgia, obviously unanimous. Number one, Oklahoma. Um, I think they will beat Oklahoma State, which will give – I think they're going to run the tables. I have a, I have a feeling this Caleb Williams is a game changer, uh, a season changer. I think their momentum is going the right direction. I got Cincinnati at three. I mean, I know they play in a lesser conference, but I still they're, – they're pulling out wins like you mentioned. They are pulling out wins out of their ass. So Side bet Saturday. Yeah. Oh, it's, I think it's in the – it's coming. Side bet Saturday. And then we have – Oregon at four, and I've got Michigan five, Wake Forest at six. I still think if they can win out the ACC, and I, I really think that, and if you notice, Ohio State's not in my conversation, I think Michigan beats Ohio State. With that being said, Ohio State's got two losses. They're out. That's my prediction. So Yeah, they would be out. So I, I will put uh, – you talk really highly about Oklahoma. they got three games left. Mm -hmm. I'll, I will say that Oklahoma will not – run the table on those three games. Are you proposing a bet here? Yes, I am. What say you? Well, we'd have to have some odds in this. Um, well, I, that's why I throw it out there. I mean, 
let's 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 marinate on that and we'll, we'll get when we get to side bet saturday during our wager portion uh i i would love to entertain that idea so i'm open to it um good stuff all right so let's jump to our most least impressive fantasy players and teams so what you got for most impressive fantasy player most impressive last week you know what i'm gonna go out here on a limb and i'm gonna say a couple of things there was nobody that jumped out at me to say, ooh, this guy's really good. Hmm. And there was nobody that jumped out to say, ooh, this guy's really bad. It, it was kind of status quo with me. When you look at, at week 10, there, it, things just happen the way they should happen. I, I guess if anything, when it comes to teams, I was disappointed in, in Alabama. Um, how do you only beat LSU by, by six yeah. in Alabama? How do you let LSU get the ball three times without you scoring in the fourth quarter? Hmm. Uh, they were a shit show. Uh, we knew that Michigan State was going to falter. We, I didn't think it would goddamn be to Purdue. But we, we knew they wouldn't show up. Um, I was impressed with, with North Carolina last week. North Carolina, I didn't give them a snowball's chance in hell to beat Wake Forest. I mean, an 8-1 and one Wake Forest versus a 5-4 and four North Carolina. I don't know how the odds maker saw something we certainly didn't see because if I remember correctly, North Carolina was favored in that game at one point. So th that, that would be kind of my assessment for the week. How about you? So on most impressive player performance, two quarterbacks, I mean, it's easy for us to say quarterback, obviously they have the ball in their hands the most, but you know, Wake Forest quarterback, Sam Hartman has been continuing to if it wasn't so late in the year, I'd throw his hat in the ring for Heisman, a couple of votes. Uh, threw for 398 yards and five passing touchdowns and 78 rushing yards on the ground in two. So he counted for seven total touchdowns. That's pretty damn good performance. And also produced quarterback Aiden O'Connell, which I didn't know who the hell he was. 40 for 54, 536 to the air and three touchdowns, beating Michigan State. So those were two. I still don't know who he is. Yeah, yeah, I still don't. <clears throat> I know who David Bell, excuse me, <clears throat> his uh, main wide receiver, he, he's nasty. Yep, he's good. Um, <clears throat> least impressive, Alabama's running back, Brian Robinson, rushed 13 times for 18 yards. And like you said, a lackluster performance overall by the Crimson Tide uh, versus the not-so-mighty LSU Tiger last week. Um as far as most and least impressive team overall, I had Wisconsin beating Rutgers, but that's probably not saying much. After starting out one and three, they're now one five in a row. So a little bit too late um, in a loaded Big Ten. Yeah, but 52 to three. I don't yeah. understand who they're playing. That's that was impressive. Pretty impressive. Uh, you know, primarily on the on the run, too. So not known for their passing. And then uh, surprising. Stanford lost to Utah and Utah is really not known this year for being a powerful team, but they lost 52 to seven. So Stanford for at least impressive team, they got outgained 167 to 581 yardage wise. So that will be uh, my least and most impressive teams. For okay. So let's move on to this week's slate of games. Uh, what are you looking forward to watching this week? So last week I had it as 6.8. Before we started, after we started, I still ranked it as 6.8. Not real happy with the games that, that we watched. It was just kind of status quo from what we thought. This week, I've bumped it up a little bit, 7.2. A um, couple of reasons. Number one, I am 
T minus 12 hours from me and my children being at Beaver Stadium and seeing the beloved Nittany Lions take on a broken, downtrodden Michigan Wolverine team. So my, my little one is amped. He's got a list of shit and jerseys he wants to buy once we get there. So excited about that at noon. Another noon game is Oklahoma-Baylor. I think that's, you know, we talked about Oklahoma a little bit earlier. Somebody's going to put it to Oklahoma, and I'm hope, really hoping it's Baylor. I want to shake some stuff up here. And then at 7 o'clock, Texas A&M and Ole Miss. Uh, both of those teams have been playing really good as of late. You know, you've got Coral versus, you know, Fisher is the way I'm looking at it. Going to be a good game. But one we cannot skate by this week is I'm not hearing anything about Florida State-Miami. I don't care how good those teams are. It's always a dogfight. So I'm kind of looking forward to that one as well. So those are the ones that really jump out at me to say, hey, these are going to be interesting. And on your rating, what would you say for this week overall? 7.2. I mean, it's not gangbusters, but it's not not last week's either. Yeah, and it's funny you mentioned the Miami-Florida State. You know, us – down here growing up in the South, that was like the game of the season, let alone the game of the week. Yeah. And, you know, the early to even, even the late eighties, early to mid nineties, you know, there was a series of wide, right, wide left kicks that, you know, the game was going to swing three points either way. It was always a good game. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, my, the mighty have certainly fallen. Guess the spread on that one. I haven't looked. Where is it? Minus that, two and a half Miami. Well, I was going to say, where, where are they playing? It's in Florida it's State. Florida, yeah, Florida State. So, don't tell me Florida State's favored. There's no way. Miami's favored by two and a half. Okay, that's about right. I'd say a field goal. They're, I would probably take Miami. I would take oh, Miami, I have to take Miami. I can't put any money on Florida State. No, no. Not even, not even plus two and a half. I, no, yeah. not even at I, seven. I, I wouldn't even tease. Yeah, I wouldn't even tease it. So, that's um, – no, I guess that eliminates that for side bet Saturday, that option. So, um, so this week that's in congratulations. That's awesome, man. The, the, the idea to go back to your, your alma mater and take your kids and see some you know, team that you, you love and still root for. And that's, that's awesome. And, you know, like I was telling you off the pot, I'd love to get a chance. If you somehow stumble across some tickets in the future, I, I'd make the, the pilgrimage up there and stay for a weekend and, uh, uh go, go to certainly. a college game there. That'd be awesome. You'd love yeah. it. So a um, couple of games jumped out looking at the schedule. Oklahoma-Baylor uh, at 12 p.m. on Fox. Definitely want to see if Caleb Williams can keep his foot on the gas there against Baylor, who's a pretty formidable Big 12 team. Then um, Purdue at Ohio State. Purdue has been playing really well lately. Of course, in Columbus, it's a tough place to play. They're on fire offensively. So 3.30 p.m. ABC, be watching that. And then NC State, I was looking at 7.30 games, and I wasn't too thrilled with what I saw, but I want to see NC State at Wake Forest. Obviously, that's implications of the ACC championship. And uh, you know, Wake Forest yeah. has actually become a fun team to watch in the last couple of years with Sam Hartman at the, the helm, the quarterback. So, overall, I like the schedule. Like you said, it would have been better if there was a better Florida State-Miami uh, roster. So, I'm going to give it a 7.5. I like what I see so far. And and knowing that you'll be at the game, you know, Hunter and I will take a gander and see if we can spot you fools out of the how many, probably what, 80,000 in uh, Beaver Stadium or whatever they call it. 
It is sold out. It will be 106,000. 100,000. Jesus. Yep, I got the kids. Uh, I somehow got them tickets behind the student section. Oh, boy. You know, so we're we're right there in the midst. So the little one, I'm telling you, the little one is amped up. I've never seen him more amped. I could have told him we were going to Euro Disney. And he'd be like, okay, let's go to Penn's Day game. He was, <laughs> that's all I've heard all week. So Man. does he have a Clifford going, jersey or a Dotson jersey? He, um, he has some Penn State jerseys from uh, Barkley and McSorley, but he has requested a Dotson jersey. That's what he wants. So okay. I told him. Instead of going up, uh, you know, you know what it's like going to a game with with little ones. Yeah. So I told him, I said, we're going to go up to Penn State on Friday night. We're going to do all of our shopping. We're going to knock all that out. Yeah. We are going to have some good dinner. We're going to go back to the to the hotel. Um, we're going to get some sleep, play on some TikTok, and we're going to get up early and uh, we're going to go to the the game. It's a noon kickoff, so. Oh, I got a yeah. hotel about 40 minutes from the stadium, which is about two and a half hours during game on game days. Two and a so, half hours to get there. Yeah. It'll take about two hours at least to get there because traffic, oh. man, it's like uh, Penn state is very much like Gainesville. Hmm. That's the it's only secluded. thing in town. It's yeah. very secluded. Yeah. It's kind of off by itself. So hmm. I, I did some research and it was going to take me about five hours to drive up on that morning and probably five hours to drive back. Yeah, just, like, nope, just we're going to go get a hotel. hotel. We'll we'll splurge some of this poker money, and um, go stay at the motel hotel holiday, holiday Inn and um <laughs> and uh, live the high life for a little bit. So I, I'm awesome. really amped and excited for them. I've been there and seen it multiple times, but they've seen Penn State games, but never, you know, in Penn State Stadium, and never mm-hmm. versus a team like Michigan. Yeah, top so, five, definitely. That's gonna be fun. Well, congrats, man. We'll hit our last break, and we will be back to do our wagers momentarily. Um, As a reminder, each of us has been allotted with a $1,000 fake bankroll before the season started. The one of us with the largest remaining bankroll at the end of the season takes the other one's $20 bill. As a reminder, each of us will bet on place dollars mounts on the following. One single game pick with the spread, one underdog money line pick, one parlay and or teaser and one NFL pick of your choosing parlay money line teaser do it to it so let's recap last week's wagers and our updated balances and most importantly go over side bet Saturday so gladly 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 last week on Saturday money just flowed into my hands I just I could just sit there and watch tv and it was just it was just money was just piling up in my hands not only from from our side bet Saturdays and from our picks, but also the personal side. We got a little personal with some of the wagers oh. and dumped some big money out there. It was a best, it was my best weekend of the year. We pretty much tripled our bankroll because we were making some great picks and throwing a lot of bankroll on it. So let's kind of go over what we got. You know, we started off and I said, you know what, America, Penn State's going to cover the 10. And I'm putting a, a big chunk of a, a big bunch of units on it. Check the box. I said, you know what? I really like Wake Forest. So did everybody else in America, except North Carolina. North Carolina did not like Wake Forest in that game. Upset Saturday for everybody. I think everybody took it on the nose on that one. So we're not checking the box. Then I said, you know what? I really like Penn State, and we're going to tease it three. I really like Ole Miss. We're going to tease it three. Check the box. Check the box. 
And then Jacksonville woke up against Buffalo. I don't know what the odds makers were thinking. I don't know if Josh Allen ate some bad waffles, had some bad seafood, but Buffalo minus 14 didn't even cover the money line. So minus 200. We started at 1476. We ended at 1486, America. And I'm here to tell you, if you want to make some money, follow me. I listen to all these idiots on TikTok and on Instagram and on Twitter talk about how good they are. Out of 37 bets this year, I've hit 21. Do the math. That's 57%. That is parlays. That is teasers. That's not just straight-up games. That is picking winners, Mm. 57%. On the other hand, Mr. Cox has put in 38 bets. He's hit 13. He's at an outstanding 34%. So, you know, I don't have to tell you who to listen to 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 make your money, but um, whether it's side bet Saturday or whether it's the – the little game we play here. Listen, folks, I'm, I'm handing you money. Cash the check. Jeff, what say you, sir, on last week? Well, I'll give you honors on uh, before we get into my disaster of a uh, wagering season. How about Side Bet Saturday, since this is yours by far best one? Oh, Side Bet Saturday. You, you jumped out there and said there's no way Penn State's going to cover the, the 10. I said, I'm going to put $10 on it, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the, the 10 points. So Penn State covered. Then I said, you know, I really like that schedule. I, I think Tennessee is going to upset Kentucky. Kentucky didn't even get out of the whiskey barrel before Tennessee had put it on them. So there's another five. So side bet Saturday is squared up to zero from my fuzzy math up here in Maryland. Yep, you're in 15. So nice job. And I was all in on my wagers. I had 546.40 to spend. I spent every penny of it. And when it all came down to it, I hit. One out of four, as you so uh, nicely put it earlier. Um, you know, we hit our first – we were all in pretty much with Wake Forest in the over. So, I threw 200 to win 210. That's the only hit we, we had. So, the alternate spread of the over, 78.5. It was easily caught. Yeah. And we lost – 200 on the Wake Forest money line got pretty close. They had the lead and Carolina has made a mad comeback and ended up taking that. And then uh, I parlayed lost a hundred on the Wake Forest plus two and a half and the over 76 and a half. And then finally in the NFL, I teased for my final 120 and change. No, excuse me, 46 and 40, 40 cents. We teased Green Bay Rams, New Orleans, and Chargers ended up not hitting that. So, with all that said, with my all-in attempt, I'm down from 540-640 to 410. So, we are going all-in again once again. But let's hear the more efficient wager, Odell. What you got for this week? We are going to blow the roof off, ladies and gentlemen. Listen to the units. The units tell you and the dollars tell you how much I like to pick. We're putting 220 well, hold on. Let's let's back up the bus. We're starting with 1486. We're putting 220 on 200 Ohio State to cover the 20 points. They're playing Purdue. Drew Brees is not trotting out on the field. He's not walking out through the door. He's not coming out of the locker room. They don't have a quarterback. Ohio State will chew them up. They know they have to put some big numbers up to jump a team in case nobody loses to get a better spot. They don't want to be playing Georgia. Take Ohio State minus the 20. 
We're going to put 55 to win 99 smaller units, America, on Baylor Moneyline over Oklahoma. This is going to be a real close game. Could come down, in my eyes, to a field goal. Who has the ball last? Take Baylor. Ohio, Oklahoma is a joke. Hmm. They haven't played anybody wow. yet. Okay. We are going to do 110 to win 199 on a three-game six-point teaser. Take Michigan point, Michigan State minus seven, Cincinnati minus 17 and a half, and take Pitt, which are already playing at minus a half. The NFL game is not going to help you, but it's going to help me beat Jeff. We're taking 110 to win 85. We're going to buy the hook, the Ravens minus seven. That's what All I got right. this week, America. So you're putting, let's see here, 320, 430, uh, roughly just under 500 of your 1486 playable dollars. So you're you're playing conservative, not so much cons- conservative is not the right word, but you're playing it safe and you got a <clears throat> more than comfortable lead. So I think it's going to take a miracle for me to even have a chance to come back here with my measly 410. Um, let's start out. And I, I've already noted two side bets that we will be doing, but uh, we'll get to that in just a moment. Good stuff. We are going to go, we're going to wager it all. Um, we'll start off with 200. We're going to take an alternate spread of Michigan at minus one. We're going to bump it up to minus three. So 200 to win 220. We're going to take Purdue money line. We're going all out. I had to pick, take the most intriguing money line that would have the biggest payoff. That's the one I saw. I'm betting 50 to win 375. For Purdue to go into Columbus and beat Ohio State, Purdue money line. I'll take that, but I'll. You, I've already got it penciled. Fifty in, bucks trust to me. you got fifty bucks to me. I'll pay the three seventy five. Oh no no no, we're not doing that. We're <laughs> yeah, we're, we've got other ways to do it, but no, yeah. I'm, this is why it's fun, funny money, fun coupons. Um, we're also going to do a teaser. We're teasing this thing ten points. I forget there's a term for it. So we're betting a hundred to win two sixty. We're, we're going crazy this time. Oregon down to minus four. Michigan up to plus eight and a half. Purdue up to plus 30 and a half. Oklahoma State down to minus three. San Diego State up to plus seven. And Michigan State to minus three. So all those got a hit. I teased them 10 points each. 100 to win 260. In the NFL, the last 60 bucks we have, we're wagering to win 319 and change, almost 320. Simply parlaying, no teasing. Baltimore, I, I got it to minus seven from seven and a half, so I did buy the hook. I think New England was one and a half, minus one and a half. I bought the hook, minus one. And Tampa Bay, minus 10. So Baltimore, New England, Tampa Bay. That is my wagers. I'm all in once again. It's a recurring theme from last year. Side bet Saturday. Do you want proposals or do you want to propose? Go ahead, bring them. Purdue plus 20, Ohio State minus 20. Do you want that action? Yes. Okay, so I'll do $5 on that. I'll take Purdue plus 20. Oklahoma, Baylor, it's essentially a pick em. I like Oklahoma, you like Baylor. Baylor. Okay, that's five bucks. That's the two I had typed in when, as you were telling America who to vote or who to bet on. That's the two I had without a doubt. Is there anything else that catches your fancy? The Michigan Penn State? That's essentially uh, pick them. I'm not trying to. I will, I will take Penn State. I will take Penn State. Pick so, 
So plus, yeah, we'll just make it a pick and that's what a minus and plus one is. So let me pencil that in. So Michigan pick. And if they start losing, you know I'm headed down to the field, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna suit up, put on my black shoes. What I'm, number we gonna be, make it happen? Tell me. I'm gonna make it happen. So five on that one. So Michigan for Cox, Penn State, of course, for Odell for five dollars. So that's three so far. Well, I got um, one more. Okay. Multi, okay. Multi week. Oklahoma's got three games left. Mm -hmm. I'll give you two to one. Any dollar amount you want. They don't run the table. Let me take a look real quick, and I apologize. We'll try not to have a lot of dead air here, but let me just review once again their schedule. Again, the proposal is that Oklahoma will not run the table. Yes. They, they have played Baylor, them. Iowa State, Oklahoma State. So at Baylor, home Iowa State, at Oklahoma State. Wow. Two to one, huh? Well, boy. How about three to one? Okay. Five bucks. What, do what dollar amount? Okay, that's fine. So 15 versus five. Yep. So once again, we are doing a future bet, the ones that you love so much, <laughs> <laughs> that... Oklahoma State, excuse me, Oklahoma will win out the next three games. I win 15. If they slip up and lose one, Odell wins five, if I understand yep. that correctly. Yes. Okay. It has been set. We have a lot of action. Side bet Saturday has become one of my favorite things about our wagering. Oh, yes. Uh, let, let's go ahead and uh, now that we've got our picks out of the way, let's end it with a nice little fucktard for the week. Easy. You know, another public service announcement from me. So, on most highways and interstates, there are three lanes, okay? There's the, my car barely makes it down the road lane. There's the, which is your far right. There is your middle lane, which is, I'm not real sure where I'm supposed to be and how I'm supposed to be there. I, mean, I, I don't have a, you know, a car to really, compete over here in the left lane. So I'm going to stay in the middle lane. And then there's the left lane. Okay. If you've got a Honda Civic, get the fuck out of the left lane. If you're in an 18 wheeler, get the fuck out of the left lane. If you're in a Subaru minivan, if your car don't go zero to 60 in less than seven seconds, get the fuck out of the way. Just get out of the way. I, I was driving somewhere this over the weekend, probably to the poker room at about hundred miles an hour. And I, I got, I got places to go. I got places to be. I got people to beat, get your goddamn minivan out of the fast left lane, get over there where you belong, Amen. headed to Winn Dixie, to Publix or wherever the hell you're going to Goodwill up here. I don't know where you're going. Just get out of my way. <laughs> so people who don't drive in the lane, they're supposed to, you know, semi trucks, right hand lane. That's where you should be. Yeah. Oh, that's Not one of my Odell leaves the the so big my, 18 wheeler whatever they whatever you call them in the right lane or in the left lane yeah god yeah so that's I my fuck talk of the week people who, who can't stay in their own lane stay in your lane as stay in uh, your lane and off my buggy off off my buggy bitch so 
For Jason Odell, I'm Jeff Cox. Once again, wishing you much luck in your wagering endeavors. And as always, good luck, good boxing. Please don't forget to follow us at Giving the Points Podcast on Twitter. Again, that's Giving the Points Podcast spelled out. And don't forget to rate and review the show on the Apple and Anchor Podcast apps. And as always, we thank you for listening to Two Middle-Aged Idiots Talk About Stupid Things.